screaming till they hear you out. Kill the Kato, Tenakoto, Tenakoto, Tenakoto Kato, Heidi Mai to the official Sanjay Cooper Memorial League podcast, uh, hot off the press, back for 2022 slash 2023. Uh, today, Labamba, um, he has been facing some allegations recently of um, some inappropriate connections to a team within the league, haven't got a clue. So um, we've decided to forego his involvement for this episode and we brought in a truly independent store of the league. Um, our answer to Woj, please welcome Mr. Hono Joffman. Happy to be here, Tom. <laughs> uh, just just a reminder there, Tom is the producer. Uh, I'm the Blackjack Bandit. So um, what we're going to do, since we've had 16 rounds so far, and this is podcast one. The World Cup break is is among us. Um, we'll now go through the season so far and sort of um, sprinkle a bit of knowledge and um, and see how teams are going. So, shall we start off on a, with um, Gilfie's young boys there at the bottom? What are your thoughts on that team so far? Well, they're a troubling side, but I believe they've uh, hit a bit of a turn in recent form. Um, you know, I think the emergence of Darwin Nunes for them could really pay dividends, uh, but it's going to be rounding him out and probably Robertson's the next guy. Uh, who, who are you also focusing there? Um, look, I think I agree with you there. I think it was real dire signs at the start of the season. Um, they inherited the Gilfie's young boy's name um, and also their ability at fantasy football. Um, but it really does seem that this team is turning a corner. They're better. Um, just looking at the Week 16 performance of Ericsson with 13 there, uh, he could be sort of a plucky contributor going forward, and they sort of just need to round out the squad with more more players of that sort of ilk. Um, Ward-Prowse also, a nice plucky sort of player that's going to chip in maybe not, not your huge scores, but probably your fours and fives fairly consistently. Mm. Um, where do you see the uh, the need for improvement there, Hono? Um, well, yeah, like you've pointed out, they've actually got some some interesting midfielders in there with Jaka, Eriksson, Ward, Prowse, Hoiberg, all those sort of. Uh, they play every game. They're actually starting to pop up with some returns there, so I'm not too worried about those guys in there. I think probably at the moment. I mean, for their defence, they've got two Brighton, two Everton. I think that's quite a risky strategy for defence. I would say just balancing that out more, but it's tough to get better in the forward department. I think they've picked up Vardy there. He must have got dropped. So, yeah, I think that's a great pick up there. You never know with Vardy. He's he's always got a chance to turn it on. Uh, but, you know, they've they've put out a 44-point week there in 16 to um, come into the break on a high. Do you think that they can get off that bottom spot? I, I really do, actually. I really think that there are teams far worse than this one. Um, they they sort of shot themselves in the foot early in the season. Well, not even that. It's just sort of 
they had their best player was was brand new their other good player was injured and they happened to be playing for the same Premier League team who is kind of in their worst state they've been in in about five years so I don't think that that's necessarily even their fault I think they're a lot better than their league position shows and I really do think they'll bounce back we'll get to the teams that um we think are worse than them um and perhaps we move on up the table to one of those and uh, expected to lose Hono. Mm, another troubling side. Um, I would love to know their losing streak at the moment, if you've got that. Because it's got to be pushing eight, I'd say. Well, since the Queen's uh, the break there. I believe, from memory, I don't have the exact statistic up, but they managed to win the Sanjay Shield... Um, one week, and other than that, they've lost every single time since round seven. So yes, I believe their record since the um, the Queen's death has been one win and eight losses, which is just truly an achievement in itself, I think. Um, it, it's hard to lose eight games in a row in this league. It's probably just as hard to win that many in a row. Um and they're coming off here with a score of 20 in the last round. Uh, you had two players that got zeros. Uh, Zinchenko was really the only player of note. Uh, they left Kulisevsky on the bench, which is a really interesting strategy given uh, just looking at this team, he is probably their best player outside of Cancelo. Um, anything further to add there, Hono? Yeah, I mean, I don't actually think... They've got a poor... Like they've got a good foundation here. Um, I think it's just some poor poor management, as you said. Kulishevsky on the bench, starting Alanga, who I just don't really see the logic behind some of their moves. Uh, they've got to move some of the, you know, Jimenez, if he's injured and they're not starting enough players each week, I think he's got to go. Um, yeah, it's just interesting team, you know. They've got the double-up Chelsea... Fords and Havertz and Aubameyang, who neither have really kicked on. Um, but as you said, Cancelo, Zinchenko, even Shaw, they're very solid. Bruno Guimaraes, Trossard's probably their standout as well with Cancelo. A great point there. Yeah. Uh, he's probably carrying them, I'd say he's probably, he must be in the top five mid-scorers at the moment. I think he's on, what, what does it say, 80. So yeah, he's right up there. If they can... Hang on to him and and yeah, get some other guys to help out. I could see. I think they're either gonna do they'll they'll jump up the table quite a bit, or they're just gonna plummet completely. You see, I think there's there's a key issue here, and it, it just smacks you in the face when you really think of who is the manager of this team, and it's just bias. I mean, you've got Jaden Sancho, Luke Shaw, and Alanga in the same team. Neither of well, none of them have been any good this season. Yet he, he stuck with them the entire season. Um, look, Luke Shaw's had his moments, I guess, but he's not even a guaranteed starter. Um, and just, you've got a lot of players that are sort of at the same sort of level with Kulisevsky, Richarlison, Gimaraes, um, and, and I suppose Cancelo and Trossard, but they're all, you know... They're not superstars. It's missing that star power that even a Gilfies has with, with Darwin, who's got the potential to just go off. Mm. Um, I've got a, a little stat here almost for you, Tom. Uh, sorry, Blackjack Bandit. Thank you. Um, I was also speaking to Tom earlier. Uh, that's the producer of the podcast. 
so the Blackjack Bandit, I've got a stat here regarding uh, their acquisition of Aubameyang, who they picked up, looks like game week six uh, off the waivers. It might have been game week nine, sorry. Uh, and he scored his goal in his first game he played. Played 74 minutes. Uh, hasn't scored since then. And has got one game, two games where he's played more than 60 minutes in the past, what, seven, eight games? Six games? You know, is he is he going to kick on for Chelsea? Because it doesn't look like it. You know, he's he's... Didn't play in their last game. He's getting, what, 63 minutes, 27, 73, 9. Look, I, I just personally don't rate him. And as soon as I heard that he was coming back to to the Sanjay Cooper Memorial League, I I didn't think anyone should touch him. He's really sort of a B-Tech Ronaldo almost, where his ego is, is better than he is. Um, and he's just going to be cancerous for that Chelsea team sitting in 8th. Uh, he's he's definitely on the downer, and with rumours of Ronaldo going to Chelsea, I just really don't think he he warrants a spot. Well, not that he doesn't warrant a spot. He just he's definitely not one who's undroppable, mm. should I say? He hasn't turned their season around like, exactly like we thought he might. Do, is he? You know, do we? Does he? Do, should the owners of expect to lose look to trade him off or hang on? Um. Look, if, if you can get anything of value for him, I think that could be a good move. Um, I think you'll you'll struggle to sort of get anything in that sort of name recognition. Mm. Um, but if they could get sort of a serviceable midfielder for him uh, to replace a Langer, um, that could be the play. If you could get a Ford that actually plays sort of consistent minutes I guess their most consistent forward is Havertz right yes and Havertz is is notoriously not a great fantasy player I mean if you look at his stats for the he's got three goals this year no assists in what we're game week 16 now so it's pretty atrocious I mean he's got 37 points total for the season I mean Harlem's got over half of that in multiple game weeks so Shea Adams I'm just looking at that recent game he's got 50 points to Havertz's, what did you say, 37. So, Says all you need to know, really. Yeah, I think both of those guys, I think with the position that they're at, they probably need to just play a bit riskier, you know, not be afraid of dropping a big name if someone who catches form in the waivers is there. Maybe it's time. And speaking of um, maybe it being time, we move on up one spot. For the first time since round three, and for I, I tried to count this, and it's it's you can count it on two hands the amount of times that this team have been off the bottom two in the past two years. Uh, it's a sure thing. Now this this is this could be the story of the season here, Hono. Um, it's a sure thing. Finally, climbing off the bottom, and um, potentially, I I kind of like this team. I think this team could push on for the greater things than just off bottom two 100% team of the people uh, some of the favourite managers of the league great personalities everyone's behind them I think they've got you know they've been scraping their way up with with Son offering nothing really so far Um, but some real underrated I mean Rodrigo and Pereira especially I think are some great acquisitions for this team Um, and I think Rashford's probably had his best season in a while 
Um, and you got Adams we mentioned earlier, Skamaka. They've got two great goalies. Um, I think Coutinho, his time is probably up and could get moved on. But, I mean, even their defence with Pope, he's probably up there for keeper of the season. Delo, he's been... United's come around a bit. Thiago Silva, he's solid. I think with uh, Villa and their new boss, Dean, he looks Dinier, he looks quite good. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, as you say, I think the, the fact that they're not bottom two and Son's not fired yet, um, and we all know how Son went at, in the second half of last season, um, I think this puts them in a pretty interesting position. As you say, Rodrigo having the season of his life at the moment... For the season so far, he is sitting at 77 points. He's got nine goals. That That's pretty outrageous. And then you've also got Rashford on 62 for the season. Skamaka, I think, could really hit his stride mm. in the second half. Um, that West Ham team is bound to improve. Um, the sort of the moves I'd recommend for, for It's a Sure Thing, I think the only thing I can really say here, um, I think Coutinho... I don't think he has any trade value. I think it's time to just move on there. He's not playing. He's really out of favour with with both the previous managers of Aston Villa. Um, and also, I, I really don't see the value in having a Forest defender. I think they are if they aren't going to be relegated, they're going to be damn close to it, and they're going to ship tons of goals. Uh, so maybe just... I mean, Ake's sitting right there on your bench. Um, he's been playing a fair bit. He may see his playing time sort of slow I think with Ake at least he's probably if he's going to play he'll play 90 he's probably not going to get subbed on so even if you start him he and he plays he doesn't play then you know you can have a defender off your bench I think that's he's fine to have there but yeah I think yeah Williams at at Forest he's attacking but even Mares, maybe it's time I don't know I mean you could wait after the World Cup you never know what's going to happen injury wise but yeah, just think they need probably some more consistent players week in, week out. Mares is a tough one there. Um, look, he, when he's playing, he's fucking pretty outrageous. But when he's not playing, he's... Well, I mean, that's exactly the issue. He just hardly plays. Um, look, you, I guess you just got to wait for the injury situation there for City because if he gets to a point where he's starting every week... Um, and you combine that with Son potentially having a big second half, Skamaka coming into his own, uh, Rodrigo keeping it up, and Rashford as well. I mean, he there's there's no limit to what it's a sure thing could do. But if that doesn't surface, I mean, there's there's a lot of cucks for Mares in this league, mm. um, so he could be trade bait there. So watch out for that, I think, Connor. Mm. Throw him out there, see what you get. Uh, well, we go up another spot. As um, my computational device freezes, there we go. Um, to one of the um, the big shocks of the season, um, a perennial contender really having a fall from grace that all sort of began with a draft administrative kerfuffle. Um, co-manager Josh Bamber had some sort of prior commitment, and so the the entire draft was sort of delegated to um, to James Lavery, who. I, I guess has been shown to be sort of the the B manager of haven't got a clue over these years, um, and just some some really questionable picks have led to them sitting in a really unfamiliar spot, 
outside the top two for the first time in two years, um, or even three years maybe, in seventh. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's it's looking a very difficult for them to get that uh, three seasons in a row at second place, but um, I think Josh Bamber has taken the reins on this team uh, and and really improved it as of late. Uh, I mean, Jimmy went for a culture draft, let's say, uh, with some some players that we would we don't want to talk about too much, uh, but they've they've scraped together a competitive side, and I think they're actually starting to build something uh, here. Uh, I I mean I think having Erdegaard um, and Trent, you know, they've got some they've got decent players. Do you think they've got enough to to climb up the table, or is this is this their their pinnacle? I don't think seven is necessarily their pinnacle. Um, look. I, I said it in my preseason power rankings. I put Haven't Got a Clue dead last, and I said that if they can manage to get into the top half, it would be maybe one of the great managerial feats in Sandra Cooper Memorial League history. Um, and sort of the, the tinkering they've done with this team has made it look a lot better than what it did on draft night. Let's just say that. Um, Firmino has really been a surprise for me this season um, through Jota's injury and sort of Nunez being blooded into Liverpool there he's sort of played a lot more than anyone expected and um, he's really delivered for them he's been their standout Odegaard um, off the back of a huge performance in the last round a 16 pointer uh, which also, let's point out, is almost half of Havertz's entire point total for the season. Um, he has quietly been very solid for them, and he's earned himself a team of the season so far spot. Mm. Um, Trent has, has just been an enormous disappointment, however, and that was he went fourth overall after Harry Kane and Kevin De Bruyne. So that that's... Before you mean? Before I mean, yes. So... Yeah. That's ultimately going to define their season, I think. I think there is a limit. I think they're not going to really get past fifth. Mm. Um, but if they get there, it is still quite an achievement and nothing to be sniffed at. Mm. No, I agree there. I mean, Erdegaard's had a great season. I mean, there's been a lot of chat on the, the Martinelli's and the suckers for Arsenal. But, I mean, Martinelli's on 77 and Erdegaard's also on 77. You know, they're, they're right there, you know, together. Uh, so he's a, he's a real pinnacle player for them. Um, I think they've got some wild cards, to be honest. I think if St. Maximum gets fit and plays after the World Cup in a Newcastle squad that is firing, he he could maybe push them on. If he does well, that's their, that's their ticket to me. Uh, but, you know, are they going to change up the squad at Newcastle, you know, with how they're playing? It, I don't know. It does remain to be seen there. Um, look, I think... Another thing that sort of sunk them is how bad Chelsea have been, and they've got both the Chelsea keepers. Um, and that could continue to be problematic. I mean, every sort of strong team, I think, has a pretty strong goalie this year. Um, and they just can't sort of rely on Mendy or Kepa in those big games. Chelsea just are shipping goals at the moment. Um, but look, ultimately, I think Diaz, um, he has been pretty quiet this season, actually. Um, so you could look for a big second half from him. Gross, look, I, I don't know how much longer he can keep up with the sort of form he's been in, but for now, great pick. 
Um, Doherty, pretty impressive that they've, they've managed to snag him. I don't know how they managed to do that because I vividly remember them drafting um, Reguilon. Mm. Um, and look, Castagna's sort of been a standout for them yeah. even. Highlight on Castagna, I think, for sure. 65 points. I mean, his this is his recent, since game week 9, he's got 8, 7, 6, 6, 12, 2, 6, 6. I mean, I don't, pro, maybe Trippier is the only other defender that's outscored that in that, what, maybe 7, 8 game weeks? That's, yeah, he's been pivotal for them, actually. Um, and or, or, what do you think on the, should we talk about that, the trade between, uh, it was Monathan and uh, haven't got a clue. Have recently played each other, so it was it was Sheer and uh, it was Aronson of Leeds for Gross and Doherty. What, what do you think of that? Do you think they should have made that trade? Who do you think came out there? I honestly, I don't think they should have made that trade. I think Sheer is going to really kick on um, with that Newcastle defense. I think they have been incredibly impressive and to have given up a, a starting defender from Newcastle was a bad move for them um, I also yeah I mean I, I think they should have really held on there um, honestly but the thing with having Jota Clue we've seen it time and time again um, they sort of come into seasons with a with a strange looking team and then they're so active and great at, on the waivers that they just they exceed expectations every season. Mm. Um, and it does remain to be seen. It is strange seeing them at this end of the table, but look, with what they've shown time and time again, both those managers have never finished in the uh, in the bottom five. So if they can keep that streak alive, mighty impressive. Where, where are you predicting them to finish? I'm going to say fifth. Um, I can't see it any higher than that, to be honest pending sort of a huge trade so that they just lack that the star power I guess unless Trent really does yeah, something special that is that is a good point yeah. unless Trent can sort of get it together but I think that Liverpool team it, it's just not as good as it has been in previous seasons um, they can't really be, be relied on for clean sheets anymore um, look if he starts banging assists and goals sure but yeah the, the sort of the four points you get for a clean sheet from a defender I think that's not really happening this season for him. Mm, I'm going to say, I think sixth. I don't see, yeah, I, I can't see them. I mean, fifth maybe, but yeah, I'm going to say sixth. And speaking of sixth, we move up to um, one of the more interesting teams this season. Uh, real up and downs and sort of managers with a storied history of underachievement. Uh, this is, of course, Thomas the Frank Engine. So, for me, I fucking hate this team. Mm. Um, I really don't like much about it at all. Um, I think they are really sort of overachieving their, based on the current position. Mm. Um, and just quietly, I actually think this is the worst team in the league by quite some distance. Wow. Um, especially if you take into account the injuries they've got. Diaz is out. Um, their fresh scorer, uh, Benton Kerr, he is a red at the moment. Um, and look, the only players really of note I will point out, Jesus, he hasn't been as good as what people thought he would. Still, obviously solid, but not, you know, not sort of up there in that top five, top ten fantasy players at the moment. Um, 
And then Diaz obviously is out injured, which is pretty killer for them, and who knows how long he's going to be out. Bernardo's sort of a weird one, um, sort of a Mari's effect there. Uh, and then Neves actually has been fantastic this season. Um, other than that, Dan Byrne, sure. Mm. Ramsdale, sure. Every other player on this team to me is sort of waiver quality. You could drop them for someone else on the waivers and probably not miss a beat. Mm. No, I can see where you're coming from, Tom. It's a bit of a mismatch. I think the emergence or you know the recent form of Ben Tanker has been pivotal for them. Uh, that you know he's he's you know two goals in that last game and a goal a couple games before. I mean, if he can stay in that squad, Bernardo Silva Neves, they're kind of. You know, they just pop up randomly to score, Jorginho even. Uh, but without Jesus consistently scoring, I don't see any other big threats for them, honestly. I mean, if Luis, Luis Diaz can come back and offer a lot, and Matip maybe, I mean, he was big last year. Uh, but I, I quite like the defence, I think. I think Ramsdale, Byrne and Lingley has been playing a bit more. I don't know. I'm not sure. Definitely not my favourite, but I don't think I'm as down as on them as you are. I don't... Look, I'd say they are the worst. I don't think they'll come last. Um, just because, I mean, they sit in six. They do have sort of stars that can pop off. But I think on paper right now, this is the worst team. Mm. Um, look, they... they. It's the same problem as last season for them. They're just not consistent at all. Um, they had comfortably the best team on paper last season um, and you know they could never string any sort of win streak or anything like that together and they finished 8th this season the team is comfortably worse than that one no matter what you say Um, and I I just don't rate the managerial pedigree of these two I think I think that contributes to it are they poor man managers? I think so. I think you you see the team they had last season. They had Ronaldo off waivers. And look where Ronaldo is now, sort of slagging them off in the media. Mm. Um, then you also... I mean, who else? I can't even remember who they had last season, but it was ridiculous. They had Bowen. Mm. Um, they had Diaz. They had... Not Lewis Diaz. It Ruben was quality. Diaz. It was an outrageous team. Um, and just nothing from it. Mm. I think I'm going to a rogue shout here uh, we may t- touch on this later on but due to the, the recent uh, Ivan Tony scandal, if he's out could Mbumo be a real underrated pick up there as a Brentford striker, he could be you know, he could string he's got a couple goals this year maybe he's their wild card if that turn of events happens you know what, I actually quite like that shout um, it does appear, and we will get to that once uh, we get to to who holds him. Um, it does look like Ivan Tony is out. Um, he's going to be out for a very, very long time, probably far surpassing the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, and Burmo, probably comfortably Brentford's second best forward there, um, could now be their best, and that team is pretty solid. they coming off a, um, a one over City, so... That could be one to watch, to be fair. Mm. I hadn't considered that. I think that's that could be crucial for them. And I think if they are really looking for that top-of-the-table finish, I think they need uh, Jesus to really start bagging some big goals, some big hauls, because they just can't rely. Maybe Bernardo, if he can hit some form like he did. 
uh, previously. Those two, and Luis Diaz, those are their three. They need them to be firing, I think. I, I totally agree there. And then we move on to the top half of the table. Um, familiar territory for the team below and above there. They're always sort of they're tied together. They're always sort of fighting with each other. Um, this is, of course, 360 no Pope. Uh, this team, really interestingly, has sort of carried over a lot of the players they had last season. So last season, they also had Sterling. They also had Reese James. Um, and they've really sort of brought into the same philosophy that they did last season that got them seventh. Uh, this season, so far, it's working a fair bit better. In um, fifth, they're going through a bit of an injury crisis right now. Um, Hono, what, what's your sort of reading on this team? Mm, I think three sixty is probably my wild card team of the uh, seasons, you know, so far and for the future. I think they're uh, they've got some really smart managers over there. I think they're very strong on the waivers. Uh, they are very active. I think they probably make as many acquisitions as anyone else. Uh, and they're, they're pretty good at it, I think. I really like Matoma from Brighton. He's uh, come into some form. He didn't uh, do anything in their last game. I also like Ramsey uh, at Villa with Unai Emery there. He looks very attacking. But I just feel... I almost feel a bit sorry for them, you know. Uh, Reese James has been injured. Uh, Isaac at Newcastle has been injured. Sterling hasn't really hit the form. He's, you know, they were thinking as a first-round pick... I really like Elise as well. Um, a Stupinyan at Brighton, a Kanji. I really, I think this team's very good. I just think that the injuries uh, and some of the form from mainly Sterling has really crippled them from getting much higher. Yeah, I couldn't really say it any better uh, myself. I think this team is really probably destined for great things. You've got Trippier, who 1A, 1B with Cancelo. By far the two best defenders of the season. Hugo Lloris is an exceptional fantasy goalkeeper. Um, that midfield on paper is absolutely ridiculous if you go through that. Sterling, Ramsey, Elise, Matoma, Madison. Madison has been one of the standouts. Sterling was their first round pick um, who has played a lot of left wing back this season. Um, Jacob Ramsey I think is a huge one to watch. Um as we go into the second half of the season, I think he's been immense since um, since Unai Emery's came in, as you've said. And then Alvarez just sort of holding fort while Izak is injured. Uh, the only sort of thing that I guess I would suggest here is Calvert-Lewin. Um, look, he, he hasn't been good for two seasons. He's chronically injured. Um, when he plays, he he's been pretty woeful for the past two years, I, I think it's time for the Sanjay Cooper Memorial League to just accept that that one season that he had where he scored shitloads of goals, um, that was probably the anomaly. Um, and even if he's healthy, he's he's just actually not that good. Mm, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, that's mainly it, if he's healthy. He's just not. Um, and this Everton team is, I don't know where they're attacking outputs coming from to get him the goals I, I, I'm not sure but I think also and you know Alvarez at the moment well we're heading into the international the World Cup break but he's their only healthy forward and he's the backup 
for, for City. I think that's, I mean, they've got Awaniye on the bench as well, who looks like hasn't been playing as much. And I think they really, they're, they're going to be, if they can't get a consistent striker uh, forward, then that's going to really cripple them. They need Isaac to really come straight back into that Newcastle team and bang in some goals because they don't have anyone else up top there. I mean, if you look at that midfield, there's Ramsey, Elise, and Matoma all off the waivers. That's, you know, that just shows the pedigree of the managers we're talking about here. It really does, actually. Um, I'm going to throw out an idea here for you. Given the, the sort of the bad luck they've had at Ford and the, the sort of riches they have everywhere else, would you consider trading someone like Reese James uh, while he's out injured in the hopes of his return to, to some sucker manager for, for perhaps a star forward there? The only reason, I mean, if you can, yeah, I think it's probably worth it. But I think he's he's going to be, if they can have him and Trippier in defence every week, that's a pretty good recipe to win. I think trading Reese James is going to be a very risky move. But if they can get someone who, you know, is a bit sicker before that's not firing, yeah, sure, I think that's an option. Or even a Sterling, actually, now mm. that I think of that. Maybe I think that could be a better move. Sterling as trade bait could be very interesting. Um, who knows where that Chelsea team is going to go. I mm. think it's it's going to go continue to wallow, personally. But look, Sterling, very interesting trade bait here for this team. team I, I think is... you'll wait for the World Cup and see how he does. Yep. Someone's gonna if, if England do well and Sterling does well, someone's going to see that and that might be your time to wait until... He, how he does at the World Cup. That'd be my advice. I like that a lot, Honor. Uh, but maybe they, they maybe they see it and think that he can can move that into his Chelsea, you know, if he can carry it on. I think, yeah, who knows. And speaking of who knows, another team who's had a, a bit of an up and down season, mainly up, but recently there was, there's a bit of questions surfacing around this team. This team bottom scored this week with... Um, 14, which is dreadful, absolutely dreadful. This team is a runaway player of the season so far, um, but it appears not much else. Mm. And this is Paniki Sanjaman. Right. I thought that might be the team when you mentioned the 14-point outing uh, of, of recent. Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on them so far, Mr. Bandit? Look, um, obviously, Erling Haaland, immense. Um one of the great Sanjay Cooper Memorial League seasons of all time um, is what we're witnessing there. Um, I think they drafted quite well. Uh, you've got sort of some interesting picks with Mitrovic, Bowen, Zaha. Um, but the only one... Well, Zaha sporadically, he fires sometimes. Mitrovic has been very good for them. But the the elephant in the room there is Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm. sitting right there um and then the defense pretty miserable if i'm honest martinez is a fairly good uh, fantasy goalkeeper i'd look for him to sort of kick on but at the end of the day this is sort of a collection of really strange players with harland and when harland doesn't fire they just don't win yeah I'm I'm seeing what you're saying. Um, on that on that point of Ronaldo, is he is he still stewing over his relationship with with Callum and um, 
his co-manager from last season, the kerfuffle there. Well, I believe the quote in the um, the Piers Morgan interview was that um, Martin and Tony aren't even coaches. Um, they He hadn't heard of them before. And um, I believe he doesn't respect Connell Mod um, because Connell, respect, uh, Connell Mod doesn't respect him um, based on his, his history with Manchester United, I believe. Mm, I mean, it's a very contentious topic at the moment. Um, but, I mean, if he's scoring zeros, he's not... He's not offering you much, is he? No, of course not. Um, and I believe the strategy with, with PSG here is they're holding Ronaldo in hopes that he goes to someone like a Chelsea. Um, to be honest, I can't really see much other options for Ronaldo at this stage. I don't know why anyone would want him mm. um, other than someone like a Chelsea who's, who's sort of struggling. Um, look, if he moves... Even to Chelsea, when's the last time Chelsea have had a good forward? Mm, the curse may strike. Which would be great to see, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, I think the the season for PSG lives and dies by Haaland. You've seen when Haaland got injured, um, they've really got nothing to back it up. And when he doesn't score, like last week, again, you've got 14 points across 11 players. It's It's pretty miserable. Mm. I think the the recent uh, injury to Mitrovic has really exposed how reliant they are on Haaland. And, I mean, Bowen has not had a... He's two goals, one assist uh, for 47 points. It's not a lot. Zaha's a bit of a fraud. You know, he has patches where he does well, and then he just goes away on a holiday and doesn't show up. So I think... Yeah, it's an interesting team. I do like their pickup on Awobi, and it does show that they are actually watching, uh, and they are they are aware how the waivers work. But then, yeah, they hold on to players like Perot at, at Southampton, who probably belongs in a Rage Cage B team. Um, but I, I'm just not so. I mean, I don't I don't know what they can do. Honestly, I, I think they've got a, a mid tier midfield in Haaland. Yeah, it, it, it's really strange, actually. I, I feel like we go through this every season with PSG where they're, they're sort of stacked in one area and then another area is completely miserable. And then they sort of overcompensate for it. Um, so, I mean, look, they're not going to go through another Son trade. They'd be mad to trade Haaland. But I just feel like this, this team... They're going to panic, and they're going to try something like moving a Zaha or a Bowen who hasn't fired, and then they're just going to go mental. Um, I think history shows us that, that that's sort of what happens at PSG. Um, the The relationship between um, McRoby and Mod could really be tested if, if that happens again. Um, how do you think that sort of dynamic plays into it? I think it's crucial. I mean, you can see this year they are... You know, struggling to to make the decisions that are required to, to really become a top a top side here. I mean, I think personally, Ronaldo should have been out of this team probably a month ago. Personally, I think they've got to be more aggressive on the waivers. They've got to move on from players and not stick on to. They might do this. They might. You know, they've got to be more aggressive, especially you know with Harlan there. They got to make the most of that. I agree. The- it would be a shame for one of the great fantasy seasons of all time to go to waste. And, okay. um, Do you think that they can finish top three? I think they can. 
Um, but at the end of the day, it all just hinges on Haaland. Um, you know, I don't think really this season is even in their control, if that makes sense. Like, no matter what they do, as long as they keep Haaland in there, that's just going to define their season. Um, the waivers are sort of irrelevant, almost. I mean, in saying that, you know, having someone to sort of bolster Haaland's efforts would be very helpful. But it's going to be Haaland who wins or loses them games week in, week out. Mm, no, I agree. I'd love to know who's their second. I mean, it'd be Mitrovic. Who's after that for their third goal uh, point score? It must be Zaha. It must be. Yeah, Zaha second and then Mitrovic. I mean, after that, who knows? I mean, I think if Varane can come back and when Mitrovic is back, yeah, they've, they could, you know, maybe push on. But I think the likes of Telemans, Gordon, Awobi, Ben Mee, I don't know. I think they need to have some waiver waiver wizardry and we move on up to third spot the uh, reigning Sanjay Shield holders have um, held the shield once again over Christmas and an immense effort from them um, this team is of course Tarns United the um, the most polarising team in the league um, interesting season from them they've sort of hung around that the top four spot they were sitting top two for a while um they sort of dropped off with a few disappointing weeks. They came back, they retooled their team, and they sit third currently, obviously. Um, I think there's a clear top four. Well, we never know. I think Paniki Saint-Germain in 360 could duke it out there. Um, I'm going to say, just to cut you off, 360 is going to finish higher than Paniki. I, I like that. I like that a lot. So, Towns United, interesting team. What do we what do we think, Hono? Yeah, I, I like this team. Um, they show grit, you know. They show they're, they're aggressive on the waivers. They, I think they drafted well. Um, I, I think they've got a lot to to be happy with their season so far. Um, I think, yeah, they've got De Bruyne, Saka. Um, they are their key players. I think. And I think Chilwell and Jota are their wild cards. Um, but. I'm not sure if, if, you know, they've got a lot of injured players on that on that bench there, Mr. Bandit. Do you think they're all coming back? Have they got the physio team to, to support that? Yeah, I think the it's clear that the, the medical staff at Tarns United have had a miserable time of things so far. Um, you've got Sinistera, Romero, Chilwell and Jota all in red there. Um, and the latter of those three are all pretty key players there. I mean... The difference between them being there and um, them not being there is probably a couple spots on the table, I think. Uh, With the players that they've got, I think they've done quite well. Uh, They stupidly dropped Julian Alvarez days before Haaland got injured, which was disappointing to see, but they found a real diamond in the rough and um, and Danny Ng, who in any other season would never have been on the waivers, which is a great find from them. Um, like I think the midfield outside of De Bruyne and Saka probably not going to be very consistent I think they're going to be the sorts of players that are going to get ones and twos most weeks and sort of pop up with sevens and eights every once a month maybe um, it ultimately is going to come down to Romero, Chilwell and Jota coming back um, for, for this team to really reach the heights that they have the potential to reach, I think. No, I agree there, uh, Mr. Bander. I, I, 
I mean, to highlight on this team, I think they've got a very solid defence with Botman, Gabriel, Ellison. If Laporte can get some starts, I mean, he hasn't... Well, he has been starting a wee bit. Um, I think they've got a really strong foundation there. Um, and then De Bruyne, I like Leon Bailey could be a real wild card um, with some, some big games um, under Unai Emery as of late. And Paqueta could really kick on. Danny Ings, as you mentioned. I think Martial is actually a very uh, great pickup there with the recent Ronaldo saga. He's got to have a look in the team if he's fit. Um, I think I think it's yeah, it's going to come down to their fitness. If they can keep those those quality players fit uh, and Jota can kick on, Chilwell, I think the sky's the limit for this team. I agree. I'd also like to point out, I actually think this is the best defense in the league simply because they've got a, a defender from, well, they've got the Liverpool goalie, they've got Laporte from City, Gabriel from Arsenal, Botman from Newcastle, Romero from Tottenham, and Chilwell from Chelsea. That's just very well balanced. You're not reliant on any one team. They're all strong, strong defenders in their own right. And um, they're, they're from, well... You've covered off the three best teams in the league there, plus Liverpool, Tottenham, and Chelsea. So, mm. quite impressive there, I think. I, I agree there. I think um, if they can stay, you know, if Botman can keep his place in the team, Romero, Laporte, and Chilwell, I think those, yeah, that's a very strong, very strong defence. I think Chilwell's their, their wild card. If he can come and hit some form that we've seen in previous seasons, he could be a very... Yeah, very crucial player. Where do you see them finishing this season? I'd be, I'd, I think they'd be disappointed if they finished out of the top three. So I think anywhere in that top three mix, um, they, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be tough for them to catch uh, Monathan at one. But I think they've got as good chance as anyone to finish in that top three. Of note, um, this this season, and even extending into last season, their record with the Shield has been absolutely ridiculous. So if we just look through, since round 37 of last year, Tarns United have had the Shield um, for a total of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10 rounds in the past 18, mm. which is pretty phenomenal. Um, do you think that sort of... The Shield has become sort of a, a rallying cry for them. And when they have the Shield, they're, they're sort of a lot better than when they don't have the Shield. I, I fully agree. I remember end of last season, they took down Monathan near the end of the season uh, to snatch that Shield to take it uh, for the season. And I think that's really spurred them on even into this season. And it shows their form with the Shield is, is as good. Maybe not on that... Um, Bamber and, and Jimmy level, but right there. It is, it is immensely impressive, and we look forward to seeing what they can do. But potentially even more so, one of one of the surprises of this, not even a surprise, but surprising how good this team truly is. Um, but once you see the, the performances that these players are putting in week in, week out for their managers, is unreal. This is, of course, Gurn FC, um, who carries... The surprise midfielder of the season, the best so far, as well as Mo Salah, um, Miggy Almiron. Mm. Everyone loves him. Simply immense. What What are your thoughts here? 
on Almiron on the team or in general? Just just in general. On I, everything. I really like uh, what what's happening over at Gurn. I, I love the managers. I love their ethos. Um, they they have really created a great culture over there, and I think Almiron's at the heart of that. I mean, he's already going to be probably waiver pickup of the season. You'd say he's probably a lock at team of the season. Um, and if he can keep up their for, his form with some of the other big hitters they've got, I think they've got a, a really good team. Um, we'll just pause there for a uh, for a car alarm break. Right, we are back live. Uh, so we are looking at the squad at Gurn FC. Uh, so touched on Almiron. Uh, they've also got Salah, who you know he's been criticised a lot this season for not you know being the seller of old, but he's quietly on 82 points, six goals, four assists. I mean, he can really, if he can kick on to some, some seller magic, this team could really have a great second half of the season. They've got uh, Barnes there, who I think is a really underrated player. They've got Mount, who hasn't really done a lot, but he can only go up from here. Uh, I really like Eze at Crystal Palace. He's a attacking-minded player. Um, Solanke has actually been quite a good forward. He plays every week. Um, I think their defence is solid. Um, they're they're on the waivers. They're aggressive. What are your thoughts, Mister Bandit? Yeah, I couldn't really put it any better myself. I think that midfield is just outrageous at the moment. And of note, you know, people think that Salah hasn't been any good this season simply because of the season he had last compared to this one. He's still got a starting spot on the team this season so far. Um, so that really goes to show his longevity um, and sort of just chipping in here and there. If you look through the rounds that he's had this season, uh, just just consistently sort of chipping in there with some 8s, some 10s, 5s, 8, 7, and then a 15 in, uh, in round 15 there. Um, so look, he's not to be sniffed at. Harvey Barnes has actually been unreal this season off the back of having sort of the ball come from James Madison. It seems like he's been scoring every week for them of note, and someone who has actually been scoring every week. Miggy Almiron. Um, who saw that coming? I certainly didn't. I, I think the only sort of gap here is is a forward. Um, the Solanke, look, he's been all right, but at the end of the day, he plays for Bournemouth. Um, it's, it's probably not going to keep up that sort of form throughout the season Ollie Watkins is an interesting one um, sort of it remains to be seen how Emery plays Ings and Watkins together or whether he, he just goes with the one and Chris Wood is yeah he's not going to get a lot of game time once Isaac's back um, so I think that's probably the area they need to be focusing on outside of that they've got a really strong defense as you say um, Edison as well hasn't really reached the heights that he did last season so far so look out for that Van Dyke, Ben White, Guayhi, Martinez it's just solid and Walker still to come mm, I think uh, Walker back fit uh, along with Edison is a really good uh, double up there um, I mean as you mentioned on Solanke he's four points behind Mitrovic and there's been a lot of chat on Mitrovic this season so I think he's a He's a great forward for them, but yeah, pairing him with someone else, um, if that's Watkins or if that's they trade and try and get another um, starter in there, would be crucial for them because I don't really see holes anywhere else in their team, to be honest. 
it's 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 good to see the um the success that the Gurn are having. Um, it's it's actually been three years now that Gurn have had really strong teams. Um, or four even. I mean, Jack Bailey he won the um the COVID affected league. Then uh, Gurn came third last year. Followed that up with a fourth, and now sitting second, looking really strong. Um, look, it seems there's a perception around the league that Jack Bailey is a is an awful manager. Um, off the back of very early inaugural um, performances in some of the drafts. Do you think he's well and truly turned that around and really developed as a manager? It's a great point to highlight. Um, I mean, he was clowned a lot in the early years, but I mean, he's only proven it um, by the results that he's he's a really top manager, uh, along with Mr. Madigan, who's a man of culture for them at that Gurn establishment. So I think this is a great pairing. They complement each other. Um, and whatever they're doing over there, they need to just keep that keep that rolling. I agree one hundred percent. And of course, there's only one team left. It's it's the team that always occupies this spot. They're currently fifteen points clear, which I think may be the highest margin um, up from first to second in Sanjay Cooper Memorial League history. Uh, this team is, of course, Monathan Drakeman, the two-time defending champions, seeking a three-peat. And we, we just look at this team, and it's, it's fucking ridiculous um, how they've got Harry Kane, Phil Foden, Gabriel Martinelli, William Saliba. It's, it's fucked. But the thing that I want to point out here, Ivan Tony looks like he's going to be gone for the season. Um, probably, probably longer, but that's not relevant for our league. But how do you think that's going to affect... Monathan Drakeman going into the rest of the season I think it's going to be a huge blow for them I mean he uh, he's been he might is he in the in the team of the season at the moment he might be close to it um, he is he is on the team yeah he's been a quiet um, contributor next to Kane um, so yeah him if he's gone that's going to really level the playing field and we'll pause for another car alarm break and we're back Ivan Tony mm, I think um it's yet to be uh, confirmed if he's out, but if he is, I think that's going to be a really... It's going to really test uh, what they're made of over there at Monathan because that's a very difficult position to replace and a pedigree of player like Tony doesn't doesn't come around too often. So I think that's going to be crucial for them for the second half of the season. Look, it's, it's obvious that this is by far the best team in the league. It's proven both in the results and on paper. Um, Monathan Drakeman, if they had not... If the Queen hadn't died, um, they would have only dropped three points this season um, to one game against Tarns United, which is fucking absolutely stupid. Uh, it, it just baffles me how good this team is. You've got, as we say, Saliba, Foden... Bruno Fernandes, Martinelli, Ben Rama, Callum Wilson, Harry Kane, Ivan Tony, Cucurella, who has had his moments even. It's it's phenomenal. Um, however, I I do see that there's a path for Monathan Drakeman to drop away. Um, they let's let's keep in mind they are 15 points clear, and by all accounts, they are very likely to win a third straight just on the basis of how big that lead is. But honestly, if if Tony is banned, and if 
England have a have a miserable time at the World Cup. They have a heartbreaking loss. They come back, and this team is shaky. Harry Kane and Phil Foden could really fall off, and then no Tony. That's all their goal scorers gone outside of of Martinelli really. Once Isaac's back, um, so it, it will be interesting. Definitely not going. I don't think they're going to run away with the second half. It will sort of even out, but it is going to be very interesting. No, I agree with you there, uh, Mr. Bander. I I would probably guarantee that the set, they won't finish the season with a 15-point margin. It will get closer. I think there's actually some... Yeah, I think there's some weaknesses starting to emerge slightly. I mean, um, the likes of Grealish hasn't hit his form that, that many were expecting, as you mentioned on Kukurella. Um Even Perisic, he's you know he hasn't quite hit the heights um and i think quietly they've been a bit reliant on kane and probably tony and foden i mean kane has if if there wasn't a harland he's at 102 points with 12 goals in 16 games which in any other season is remarkable um and he's he's been pivotal for them i think if they can you know with ronaldo uh potentially leaving and Bruno can kick on, maybe. Um, yeah, but as you said, Saliba, Cher, they've been solid. I, I don't know. I think that they've... I don't think their team is that much better than some of the other solid teams up, up top on paper, personally. I would agree with that. I think if if Monathan hit a bad patch of form, I really think the likes of Gurn and Tarns United, and potentially 360 no-poke, and dependent on Haaland's form, um, PSG could really push Monathan here look it is a huge gap to make up so it is going to take quite a fall off from Monathan but I, I don't think it's wrapped up I mm. really don't no I agree with you Mr. Bander I think you know one cane injury or you know Foden out um, I mean even as of late leading to the World Cup Foden has you know not actually been he had three games where he was benched um, so if he can if Foden stays in the starting City team, that's I think that's crucial. If he's rotated in and out, you know, they go deep Champions League, he's not playing every week, that could really be... Yeah, that could harm them. Where, where do they go? Say, Tony, by all likelihood, he's banned. Where do they go for that forward spot once, um, once Wilson loses sort of a spot to Izak? Um, uh, that could be one to watch there. Mm, I think, I mean, I personally don't think that Wilson will be. I think he'll still start. I think they'll find a way to fit them both in. Um, but if they don't, I mean, they've. I mean, it's come at a good time. I mean, with the World Cup, there's plenty of time to plan. Um, there's the January window, so I think just looking there, some some waiver uh, pickup has to be. I don't think you can trade for a Ford to replace Tony. Um, and I don't really see them trading I mean they could maybe trade a midfielder for a forward but it's probably the hardest position to, to trade for I'd say I think you're right <laughs> we pause again and we're back and we move on to um, to the team of the season so far um, we've, we've dropped some of the players names throughout this podcast so far but we'll go through it um, so on the bench in goal Tarns United's Allison. Uh, then we have William Saliba for Monathan Drakeman as the bench defender. The bench midfielder 
Heaven Jota Clues, Martin Odegaard, and uh, the bench forward, Roberto Firmino of Heaven Jota Clue. Uh, any thoughts with uh, with these, Hono? Uh, those are some outstanding players, um, and they've shown that they deserve to be up there. Uh, talked amongst with the best. Uh, then we move the starting goalkeeper for the team of the season. Controversially, um, after two back-to-back Team of the Week appearances of six pointers, um, Aaron Ramsdale of uh, Thomas the Frank Engine. Um, there, there's been a lot of chat that the likes of Allison, the likes of Edison, and uh, even the likes of uh, Pope. of Pope uh, far more warrant a spot there. But um, what what are your thoughts? Mm, I mean. Um... Yeah, Aaron Ramsdale is a great, a great keeper, and he's shown it again this season. But I would have not expected him to be up there. Uh, but the team of the season uh, shows that he's he's in there, um, and you know that might have helped him to get to the World Cup potentially. Him being in the Sanjay Cooper Memorial League team of the season. Oh, there's no doubt it, it absolutely contributed to the decision there. Um, we move to the defenders following this uh, Caroline break. We return from the Carolan break. Uh, moving on to the defenders and the team of the season. So Can I give far. a one nod before we move on? Sorry. Um, Absolutely. I just want to shout out uh, Dean Henderson also as a keeper. Um, he's had some massive weeks um, and he's another keeper over a sh- it's a It's a sure thing uh, with Pope. So they've got some really good goalkeeping coaches over there. It does look immense there. I think um, Kieran Duncalf himself was a, a, a previously great goalkeeper. Um, so... I think he's really taken the reins there with the uh, goalkeeping coaching, and it's really paying dividends. Uh, as we look to the defenders, um, no surprises here. Kieran Trippier uh, coming in as the season's top defender so far, uh, paired alongside Joa Cancelo and Virgil van Dijk, which was a bit of a surprise. Um, scored significantly less points than, um, than William Saliba or Tanz United's Gabriel. Um, but look, that, that's just how the cookie crumbles, Hono. Mm, that is indeed. Uh, yeah, some very uh, top-tier defenders in there. I mean, especially I think Trippier has to be the... Especially, we break for a car alarm. And we are back. Uh, Virgil van Dijk, you were saying, um, Hono. Oh, uh, yes. Um, yeah, a bit of a interesting shout in there. They had been, yeah, definitely not their best season. Uh, but he's made it in the team, and the team speaks for itself. No doubt. Uh, the midfielders are led at this stage of the season by Phil Foden, um, who's had a, a really strong season. Um, trailing by one point, Miguel Almiron, then Kevin De Bruyne and Mo Salah. Uh, really no complaints there. Those are the four best um, midfielders uh, by most measures. Um, unlucky to miss out perhaps on a bench spot was um, Leandro Trossard, Gabriel Martinelli, uh, James Madison but look by any measure those four have been the four best midfielders and they've really contributed to their team success mm, I really like the shout out for Trossard he's been electric uh, this season uh, but yeah the team shows if you're not in there you're not in there and um, really sort of surprisingly the Fords have really led the way this season after some really miserable outings from Fords all of last season so the current MVP um, leader for the season, Erling Haaland, 
123 points, six Team of the Week appearances. Uh, his partner alongside him, Harry Kane, um, actually really not that far off from five Team of the Week appearances, 102 total. Then um, the other one could be a bit of a dark spot of this holds for the um, for the league, Ivan Tony, mm. um, with four appearances, 70 total points. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's going to be probably not his spot by the end of the year, uh, but he's got it at the moment, uh, and I don't really want to talk about it anymore. That's very fair enough. Um, and so we move on to uh, to the next portion of the podcast, this being the, the top waiver picks so far. So we've we've assessed all the teams. We've had a look at sort of the moves they could make for getting rid of players. What sort of players are we looking for who, who could be brought in? Oh, no. Um, so sorry, we were just looking at uh, some, some waiver players at the moment that should be highlighted. Yes. Um, all right, let's... I think... Um, on the waivers, I think McAllister. I was surprised he was he was dropped by I believe it was three sixty no Pope, um, with five goals there. Uh, what are your thoughts on that move? Yeah, I I was actually quite surprised as well. He had been immensely strong at the beginning of the season. Um, it seems like Brighton haven't really skipped a beat. Um, other than that loss, they've they've just copped to uh, Aston Villa. Um, but other than that, honestly, McAllister. I think he's worth holding on. It, it was a pretty strange move to me, but who knows? Um, I also think Raya um, for Brentford and Fabianski for West Ham are, are some strong goalkeeping potential there for mm. uh, for any team. No, I agree. I think it shows this season the pedigree of goalkeepers in the league. Uh, I mean, there's if you look on the waivers, there's five on the top. I think that's ten point scoring on the waivers. So. Uh, there's plenty of keepers there uh, if those need replacing. I think touching on McAllister, um, he scores a lot of goals from set pieces. So I think that's may- maybe doesn't have quite the ceiling that, you know, I think they picked up Ramsey or maybe Matoma who might have a bit more potential. Would you agree, Mr. Bandit? Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's probably the case. Um, I think he sort of trailed off, I guess, and, and they've gone for the younger option there. Um I'm, I'm going to give you a one that I quite like. Um, I think uh, the recent form and, and form of the team as well, um, Morgan Gibbs-White at Nottingham Forest coming off a 13-pointer and 11-pointer. Um, Forest have been quietly competitive and actually starting to look like they might, you know, jump up the, the table there. Do you think he's a player that could be pivotal to that? Yeah, look, I quite like that. I, don't, I wouldn't touch really the... The defenders, maybe. Um, I think they're still going to ship goals, but especially when you can get Gibbs White classed as a midfielder, typically sort of plays a bit higher up than that. Um, I think that that could be a decent shout. Um, obviously, the likes of Jesse Lingard went quite early in the draft this season. That really hasn't panned out. So I think people are kind of sleeping on Nottingham Forest defenders, oh, not defenders, attackers. Sorry, simply because no one really knows them outside of Lingard, but. Mm. I think if, if you can do your research there and, and get a steal, that, that could be quite interesting. There's points to be had there for sure. Uh, another one I want to touch on that was mentioned earlier regarding the Tony saga is Wissa of Brentford, who has still has three goals to assist, but he's another one. He could really get a he could get some good game time in that Brentford team if Tony's out um, and could, you know, maybe fill. He probably, they're never going to replace Tony, but 
even half of what he does, that's still valuable in the league. I think there's a few Brentford players, actually. Um, I think the, the that guy that they bring on, De Silva, um, mm. he could really see some expanded game time. Um, I also see Rico Henry's available, um, the left-back, I believe, for Brentford. Mm. Um Look, Brentford's defence is fairly solid. They're quite solid across the board. So it's quite surprising to see a number of Brentford players sitting this high up on the waiver list. Mm. No, I agree. Um, I think they're going to have a... They should have a, a solid second half of the season. Um, so there's points to be had there as well. I also maybe uh, want some defenders of note. Um, I think the likes of Zuma, uh, Dunk at Brighton, even... Um, even a, a I'm not sure how you pronounce this but face of Leicester I mean since he's come in Leicester have quietly I don't know how they've got I think six clean sheets in their last eight Mr Bandit is that sustainable for Leicester? Well look they were absolutely miserable at the start of the season they're clearly a lot better than that they're not going to be relegated um, I think that yeah look I think that is not obviously not Six out of every eight games, they're not going to keep a clean sheet, no. But I think they're going to be a lot better than what they had been. And because of that, there's a fair few decent Leicester players um, mm. sitting on I here. think they're an underrated defence to own, I think. Um, even I'm not sure if Ward has owned their goalkeeper, but um, I think their defenders, they're going to have to start putting some respect on, on their defence because, yeah, there's points to be had there. They've proven it over this, what, two-month period. Uh, and I think some people are a bit slow to pick up on that Leicester resurgence. Along the same line, um, there is a criminal amount of good Aston Villa players available. Tyrone Mings, Matty Cash are both available, um, mm. which is pretty absurd. Um, so, look, I think they could really kick on. Matty Cash was actually up there last season in terms of defenders, so that that's a very big one to watch that is really slipping under the radar simply because you can't find him on the first page of the waivers, which is um, a big big impediment for um, a lot of managers in this league. No, I, I fully agree with you there, Mr. Bandit. Um, I might try and see if I can find uh, perhaps a player that's a bit deeper in the, in the waivers um, that has been completely overlooked. I think, let's have a look. Let's go someone like, uh, do you think... Uh, a Gallagher or Pulisic of Chelsea, they could maybe get a run in? I think so. I think Tarns United recently picked up Pulisic. I think it was a bit early. Um, but look, that team is really going to... I think they're going to have to tinker a lot with sort of the stalwarts that they've had for a few years there. Um, so especially with, with Graham Potter, I think he's going to start trying to blood in some of the youth. So... The likes of Gallagher, the likes of Pulisic, I yeah, I definitely think they could be ones to watch. Mm, no, I agree. I think even a, a Brozier, um, I, I mean, we've talked earlier, Aubameyang and Havertz probably have about the same points of Brozier, and he's played probably half the minutes. Um, there is a good chance he could be a he could be starting for... I could see him starting for Chelsea in the second half of the season. I'm also absolutely shocked that um, Garnacho hasn't been picked up by expected to lose yet. I'll just say that. Mm, let's put a yeah, that's going to happen in the after the World Cup. Absolutely. So, um, as we we look forward to the rest of the season, Hono, how do you see the uh, the table shaking out in the end? Mm, let's have a quick look now. I'm going to say so. Is this end of season prediction? It certainly is. Should we start from the bottom? Yes. All right. Should we go for a collaborative approach? 
I think so. I think okay. we can we can discuss this. I'm gonna put. Mm. Are you putting Gilfie's at, at last, or are you putting someone else there? No, I, I think Gilfie's actually escapes. I think that. Um... Look, it's tough. It's, I don't think there's a truly awful team this season. I think last season we had two truly awful teams, so we we dragged the league down. I yeah, I don't think there's anyone that's absolutely abysmal. Um, but for me, I think expected to lose. I think the bias is going to get in the way. I think they have an underrated amount of injuries. They they keep players for too long. Mm. Um, they hold a lot of name value. They do, in my opinion. I think they they yeah they hold value uh, and they hold it for too long. They also of note they're really hampered by the fact that Kulusevski and Richarlison, great players in their own right. They're not. They're never both going to play. Mm. Um, they've just got a few situations like that I think that's going to sink them and then I think coming above them which would be an immense achievement Gilf's young boys gets ninth. the first team in Sanjay Cooper Morley history on their, their debut season to not come last mm. no I, I agree with that bottom two uh, Mr Bandit do you think that Gilfies can push further up or is this their they'd be happy with that I think they'd be happy just not to come last. I think there is potential there. I think it's a sure thing, and Gilfie's could sort of battle it out there. Maybe even a, a Hamilton O'Clue or a Thomas the Frank engine. Um, but I think, look, they will settle for ninth, and I think the league would celebrate that. Mm, I hear you. I think next up, I think Thomas the Frank engine uh, returns to the eighth place they occupied last season, and uh, that sort of becomes their home for me. Yeah, I mean, this is a difficult spot. This could be, there could be a few teams in here. Uh, why do you think it's it's that team? I just think, look, as we said when when we sort of reviewed this season, um, I think they've got Jesus, Diaz, and not a hell of a lot else. And um, Diaz is out at the moment. Who knows when he's coming back? Jesus, mm. sort of, not a fantasy monster like your other strikers in the league. Mm. I I just think they don't have a ton to offer. Mm. Can, can cultural maestro uh, Ramsdale, team of the season goalkeeper, can he spur them on? It's tough for a goalkeeper to sort of spur the team on. They, they don't have the same potential to have huge uh, huge points. They'll chip in with sort of a, a 12 or a 15 if they get a penalty save. Mm. Um, but yeah, look, that, that's going to be tough, I think. Not enough to push them further. I don't think so. I think I agree with you, Mr. Bandit. And then I think... I think 7th... This season, an immense achievement for them. It's a sure thing. Um, I think they certainly have the potential to sort of keep pushing. Uh, that's fully dependent on the likes of Son sort of having a a uh, last season-esque comeback, which which could even push them up further and further than, than we even think possible. But I think 7th, they will happily settle for that. Mm, yeah, I think that's a massive achievement uh, and shows the development over there at that camp. But... Yeah, it's going to be tough. I think, like you've highlighted, Son is crucial, and the form of Rodrigo continuing. They're their problem, and Rashford. That they need those guys to really push on, uh, but it can happen. I do. I, I do think that that it can happen. Uh, but look, we'll, we'll play it so for seventh. Now sixth. I want to hear your thoughts because I think there's there's two teams we can put here, and neither will be happy to be put here. Uh, so for me, it's between having John a clue and Paniki Saint Germain. Um, obviously, on paper right now, you're going to put having John a clue there. But look, 
Paniki Sanjamata proven time and time again they just collapse as the season goes on. Um, they lose interest. They, there's infighting there, um, and I think the season the club look it, it's more reliant on one player than it ever has been before. Perhaps as big as any club has ever been before. Um, and look, I think we've seen that Harlan can get injured. He can go scoreless in a game. I think PSG. I'm going to put them sixth. Wow. Wow, that is a massive shout. Um, I think I would personally put... I might say have a Just for the respect of Haaland, he's been outrageous, and I think he's going to... If he can continue even three-quarters of what he's done, I think that's enough. But I'm happy to, to follow your thoughts there. I think having Jodicle and PSG will be neck and neck, and because of that, I obviously have having Jodicle and fifth. I think the pedigree of of Bamba himself, never finished in the bottom half. Um, I think he, he gets it done um, through blood, sweat and tears. He will claw that team up to fifth. Mm. Do you think it's the managerial expertise of the likes of uh, James and Josh versus the extraordinary scoring of Haaland? Is that what it's coming down to? I do, I do. I don't think McGroby and Mod have much influence on this at all other than sort of bottling it. The success will totally be on Haaland. Um so yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Mm, I feel like that's a bit of a one A one B. I'd be I can I can go either way on those those two teams finishing where they are. I agree, totally. Um, and fourth, then I I would put three sixty no Pope. Um, I think there is a clear sort of top four from there, and I think at this stage they are probably the fourth of them. Um, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Mm, I think this is a, like you've mentioned, a bit of a top four uh, could emerge post-World Cup um, with 360 no-pope. I'm happy with them at four. I think they're going to be hampered by their, their forward output. Um, so they have the potential to finish anywhere. They could they could take it out, but I just don't see them yeah, having the forward power. And I don't see Sterling really kicking on in this Chelsea team, so... Yeah, I'm sadly going to have to agree with you at four. Look, and I, and I want to pass the bet into you for, for the top three because honestly, look, clearly Monathan Drakeman is running away with it. But if if that lead can be chipped into, I think any of these three have the pedigree to win. Um, I think Tarns United, for me, probably third is, is right for them given their injury crisis. Um, but if, if everyone's healthy, they are just as good as the two above them. Um I just want to hear your thoughts for your top three. Mm, I think that's my top three in the order. I think you've got to, just for pure respect on, on history and the points at the moment, you've got to have Monathan at one. Uh, but I would probably say... Mm, I think it's going to come down to the likes of... It's the it's the you know the mid-tier kind of players for these uh, for Gurn versus um, Tarns. Who's going to push them up? Um, I think Salah and De Bruyne will finish probably equal-ish on second half points. So, yeah, if like someone like Almiron can continue and like Mount can can push on, then I I might edge it to Gurn, but I would say that it's going to be very narrow. I respect that a lot. I think, look, if Monathan can struggle a bit post-World Cup, I think this is going to be a very interesting sort of three-way title race with 360 pushing um, and PSG fully dependent on Harlan could be in the mix there too but look ultimately uh, we we finally got the podcast back up and running Hono uh, how do you feel uh, yeah I feel 
sublime today. Um, I just want to hit you with some uh, quick fire questions, uh, Mr. Bandit. Absolutely. Uh, just just comparing some some players. So uh, for the likes of the managers of these players, they could you know maybe this could be some trade uh, options. Would you take Trossard or Sterling for the second half of the season? Trossard. Trossard. Okay. And how would you rank? For the second half of the season, Trent, Cancelo, and Trippier. Who would you have? Who would you take? I think you have to take Trippier on current form. I think that Newcastle team is absolutely humming. Um, I think Cancelo has been, he's been doing some weird things of late. Um, he's been carded. Um, Trippier is just not the card risk. He's safe. He and he's he's getting like six and seven every week. Mm, and he's and, a bonus point magnet. Exactly. Cancelo is sort of, I mean. You know, if City's keeping clean sheets, he's he's a guaranteed six. But as of late, it's it's been weird. He's sort of picking up twos and ones, and then sort of nines, tens, elevens, mm. which isn't really what you want. You want sort of the consistency. Um, so yeah, for me, it's Trippier, and then Cancelo, and look, Trent. Trent's such a wild card. It's so dependent on how Liverpool sort of their injury crisis goes, um, the style of play. Uh, but look, he's got to be third at the moment. He's a mile off those two. Mm, I agree with you there. Uh, and just to finish, uh, would you take for the second half of the season uh, Mitrovic or Darwin? I think you have to take Darwin. I think Darwin is sort of poised there to have have a huge second half. Um, just through the injuries. Um, and look, he's, he's scored way more goals than you'd think he's scored. Um, he's been a lot better than people are giving him credit for. Um, and I really think he could kick on and sort of push for maybe a team of the season spot. Mm. Could he be the? Do you, is your prediction for him to be third highest forward behind Kane and Haaland? I think Firmino sort of off to quite a strong lead in that department. Um, obviously, Firmino will beat Tony if Tony um, is banned as we all expect him to be. Uh, then next, interestingly, is Jesus. Um, but Darwin is next from that. And Darwin, mm. I yeah, I do. I do think that he could be the third. I think it's between him and Firmino, um, sort of depending on injuries. I think Jesus is sort of in a team that's going to spread the scoring load. He's not going to be sort of a monstrous uh, performer for fantasy. So, yeah, I think Nunez is definitely in there with a shout. Mm. Would you take Nunez over Jesus? Oh, I think you have to. Wow. That is a huge call. It is a huge call, but I think, as I say, Jesus is going to have probably more assists than goals. Mm. Um, he is sort of playing a hold-up man, sort of creator role, um, a false nine, if you will. Um, and Darwin's just... I think Darwin's going to get about probably 17, 18 goals. Yeah, I agree with you, Mr. Bandit. Well, I think uh, that concludes the podcast. For the first time since uh, since last season, um, it's been great having you on board, Hono. Uh, I think we should do this again sometime. Mm, it's been great to be here, um, and I just want to apologise to our listeners for the uh, car alarm uh, problem. Um, we're looking to resolve that for further podcasts. Absolutely, um, Hono. Um, just in case Twitter um, is shut down um, in the coming days, what appears to be happening? Uh, where, where can you be found? Uh, well, Hono. Uh, could be potentially found uh, on Instagram, maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe Stay he, may, he may expand his uh, social media presence, but that's to be confirmed. Well, we'll, we'll keep a close eye on that one, and uh, with any developments there, we will uh, 
we'll update you on the official Sanjay Cooper Memorial against the Ram Cray page. But um, until next time, I've been the Blackjack Bandit, and uh, this has been Hono Joffman. Thank you very much. We'll see you later, cucks. See you soon.